Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with industry executives and thought leaders about the trends and issues impacting the IT channel and the world around us. Of course, I'm your host, Larry Walsh. Everyone likes to talk about how they care about the customer. However, many technology companies are built by and around engineers and techies. They're enamored by the architectures and the technical aspects of our products and services. That's not to say they don't care about customers, but they do have a different mindset that doesn't always align with customer need and business outcomes. Over the last few years, the technology industry has shifted focus on customer experience. The customer isn't so interested in the technology itself, but rather the experience with technology and what technology produces. If customers don't have a good experience or an appreciable outcome from their technology investments, they will find another provider. And studies have shown six out of 10 technology companies have lost customers due to poor experience. SAP is among the technology companies that is placing greater emphasis on customer experience. Over the last year, they've shifted their strategic philosophy to be guided by the core principle of being customer-centric. Now, being customer-centric is more than just about designing products and services that solve customer needs, but it's also about ensuring customers have great experiences in the entire technology lifecycle. And partners play a critical role in SAP's customer-centric model, as the partner journey is a significant part of the customer journey towards those better outcomes. Now, let's admit it, being customer-centric in this time isn't easy. The world is still in the grips of the COVID-19 pandemic, and social distancing will last for weeks to months longer as of the time of this recording. Technology vendors and partners must get creative to maintain contact and engagement with their customers. And now more than ever, being customer-centric is crucial to the business success, if not business viability. Joining me today is the person overseeing SAP's translation of the customer-centric philosophy to the channel, Carl Farbach, the company's chief partner officer. Carl's going to share with us what customer-centric means to the partners, to the market, and how it applies in the time of the coronavirus. And with that, welcome to Pod 2112, Carl. Hi, Larry. How are you? Thanks uh, for having me here. How am I? Isn't that the, you know, given, you know, the situation we all are in globally, isn't that a, you know, doesn't that question have new meaning nowadays? It's a good point, right? I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation that we live. It's uh, evolving every day. And it's, uh, I mean, we haven't seen anything like this, right? Probably our uh, grandfather, uh, fathers and grandmothers saw something like this, something similar, right? Uh, yeah. Many, many years ago. But let's see where, they, where this takes us, right? I think a lot of uncertainty, but probably as well, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, you know, I, actually, I think my favorite, my favorite new quote is, your grandparents were called to war. You were called to sit in your couch. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, but Carl, the reason why we're here talking, I mean, it's been a year since you were first on Pod 2112. And at the time, you became the, the chief channel officer at SAP. And I, we wanted to check in with you to see how that year has been um, and also what it means now that it's being bookend by this global crisis caused by the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah it's exactly one year ago uh, when I was, I was appointed a chief partner officer. And, um, and I think it, it has been a tremendous journey for me, right? If I look back and I see where we started this journey, 
uh, um, I can feel very proud. I can get as well um, I mean, a lot of positive feedback as well from both partners, but as well from from SAP employees, right, at all levels. I mean, people that work in the ch work in the channel organization, uh, people that work as well in the strategic alliances organization, but even as well people from the fields and uh, and executives in SAP. I think we all feel that um, there is a lot of momentum around partners uh, at SAP, right? Uh, so looking back, uh, probably the partners were um, a year ago very much linked to a, a go-to-market uh, effect, right? Uh, it was a consequence of, of going to market and then thinking how can we extend our reach, how can we leverage others really to, to sell more, right? And, and now if we look at the partner business at SAP, uh, number one, I think we are achieving one face to the partner, which we didn't have before. So before we had like many different partner organizations talking to the partners, which was confusing for them. But I think especially uh, we look as well now at SAP at the partner organization as a, or the partners in general as an element that is going to be strategic and key to help us really um, execute on our strategy. So partners are not only a go-to-market element, partnering actually starts as, as, at SAP today uh, in the development organization. When we build our products, how can we build our products to make them as well partner ready so our partners can extend those solutions? Uh, how can we make our products to make sure that we can uh, innovate together with our partners and they can add the extra mile? Uh, and then uh, we don't stop from a sales side and the go-to-market. We actually look as well at the customer success. And we believe as well that the partners uh, play a fundamental role in making our customers successful. And that's what we have today in SAP from a partnering perspective, right? It's a journey. We are still evolving that journey and really taking it to the, to the next level of execution, right? So it's not uh, something that we can achieve in one year. But I think we are uh, very well ahead and uh, in the right direction. All right. And I want to acknowledge is that I, I did miss, misspoke um, when I said that you were the chief channel officers. It is, of course, chief, par chief partner officer, which is a rather unique position that SAP created to it elevate is, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, one of the things you mentioned this is the, the partners being essential to SAP's strategy as well as engagement with customers. In fact, SAP has made a point of this be uh, becoming customer centric. Can you, can you just take a moment to tell me or tell us about what customer-centric means and particularly what does it mean to SAP? Yeah, it's a good question. So if you look at uh, SAP in the past, uh, we have been basically focusing on, on, two, uh, on three key areas, right? When basically we were developing the products, right? Fantastic products that are market leaders and in, in creating categories as well in the industry. And then uh, from a customer perspective, we care about selling to the customers. So that's why we have probably the best sales force of the industry for many, many years in selling uh, enterprise software applications. And then we have been as well very good in terms of uh, implementing those services, right? making those, the, the software a reality through services. We have our own services organization that probably it covers 10% of all the projects that we deliver um, worldwide. And then the other 90% is delivered by partners. So that was like the, the view we had from customers, right? We wanted to make customers happy all the time and really innovate and equip them as well with the right tools to be successful. But internally, our focus, to be very honest, was basically on selling to those customers and making sure as well that our partners were ready to, uh, to take the next level of implementation. Now, if you look at SAP strategy, right, which is delivering the intelligent enterprise, right, end-to-end -end in an integrated scenario, and then we look at ourselves as a cloud company, the only metric that really matters for us, for SAP, as a cloud company, is customer success, right? So 
elements like selling or just making sure that the project is done doesn't really reflect the, the customer success. So that's why we have very recently as well at SAP merged two different board areas, the sales area that we called in the past global customer operations and the, um, the own services area with our consultants right, that deliver services to customers. And we have brought them together and, uh, and now it's called customer success, right? It's a board area that reports um, in, in the, into the SAP board called customer success. And uh, if you look at the focus of that uh, organization, is really not looking at the customer as um, an entity that we can sell to, right? Or an entity that we can really, um, uh, we have to work by making sure that we implement the services, but we're looking at the whole customer engagement uh, element and making sure that we deliver um, this metric, which is customer success, right? We want to deliver customer satisfaction, and that's end-to-end -end what we have merged into one organization become really customer-centric. So we don't have a sales organization anymore. We don't have a services organization anymore. We have a customer success organization that is merged together and with very clear KPIs uh, beyond selling and beyond implementing services. Now we measure quality, we measure adoption, and we measure as well expansion. Right. Well, let's let's come back to the KPIs because I'm interested in hearing more about that. But let's talk about translating customer-centric into the partner context. Now, you, you've said that the partners are an essential part of your go-to-market, but how do you then translate this notion of you're not selling? So how do you translate that to a partner that you expect to have a to facilitate sales but also facilitate that experience? Exactly. That's a, it's a good question as well. And, um, and for that, by the way, I mean, I was, I think, probably faster than the rest of the company because when uh, I was appointed last year um, chief partner officer, I launched an initiative that I called, uh, we call as well internally and externally, next generation partnering. And that is actually looking at the partners uh, from a different perspective, right, with different glasses. If I put now the glasses of the past, the way we looked at the partners, the partners were, uh, as I mentioned before, a go-to-market element to uh, gain reach and scale. So they were, they were helping us to be where we as a company could not be from a sales perspective, right? Indirect sales. And obviously as well, they were helping us with, uh, with implementation, right? So we needed to rely on them to have the right capacity in terms of number of consultants to make sure that we, they could implement whatever we were selling, right? So those were kind of the glasses we're looking at the partners from. Now with NextGen partnering and, um, and aligning as well with the move to becoming customer centric, we look at the partners in a different way. So the partners are a key element to make our partners, our customers successful. And um, we don't look at them only as an extension of our sales force or as an extension of our services force, but we look at them as really a, 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 a channel if you want to make our customers happy. So how do they do that? Or what is what we're doing internally uh, to make that change? And I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, the first one is um, probably looking at the sales side, right? Um, again, we, if we look at our program um, in the past, right, and how we were rewarding the partners and, and make sure that they were as well scaling up levels in the partner program, right, and, and getting the points and the discounts and so on, all the benefits that they can get in the Partner Edge program, it was very much sales-oriented, right? So they basically, you as a partner, the more you sell, the better you are. Now we are working on, on launching a new program that will be um, I mean, announced uh, very soon, I think in May, right? And we'll uh, share more details and probably as well uh, be as well released by the end of the year. We are working now on pilots and looking at some partners, but basically 
the core and essence of that new program will no longer be sales, but will be really customer success. So we have looked at the customer lifecycle. We have looked as well at the role that the partners play in that customer lifecycle. And we're going to be uh, rewarding the partners, not for selling, but uh, for different elements. Like, for example, having the right expertise, uh, having the right services to drive adoption, and make sure as well that they, for example, are uh, properly certified to, uh, to, uh, to deliver the projects with, with enough quality, right? So we're going to be looking not so much at the quantity of uh, how much are they selling, but rather more at the quality of those partners to make our customers successful. So that's as, as well a fundamental shift in the way we looked at partners. And that reflects as well, uh, based on your question, how customer-centric is as well impacting the way we look at partners. Yeah, you know, I, it's a great vision. And a lot of a lot of companies think about that in terms of help using their partners to be more custom more customer focused, more outcome focused. Uh, we've been saying at twenty one twelve, we've been talking with our with our clients for the past couple of years about this this to stop thinking about product as the goal or even the service as a goal yeah. because you know thinking about in the cloud context and getting and measuring partners on that success, what has seemed to prove elusive for many, and I'd be, I'm curious to hear how SAP is addressing this, is finding the way to effectively measure that outcome, that customer outcome, that customer success, when you are, you are a bystander in that engagement oftentimes. You're, you're a... a you're a level removed from the customer to actually understand what's happening in that customer environment to, to equate that to a value or a measure on the partner. Yeah. I mean, I, we looked at this from, from two perspectives, right? When we look at the, at the quality, right? And uh, making sure that the customer is then successful in the end. Uh, we looked at uh, one dimension is the partners themselves. So we make sure that they have uh, enough resources um, and we enable them properly to deliver the quality, right? Things like certifications, trainings, uh, all kind of uh, product uh, briefings and materials that we can really um, pass to them so they are really properly enabled, right? So we're going to look at the partner and make sure that they really uh, have a qualitative uh, output when they uh, prepare themselves to deliver projects, right? But then the other dimension, right, and which is going to be actually new, is looking at the actual projects. So we will have visibility of all the projects that our partners run for our customers, and we can see as well, um, uh, systematically as well through a system, uh, what's the satisfaction of those customers with those um, projects, right? So if there is any escalation, we can act. Uh, if there is any issue, we can support the partner in making that the project a, a success. So we're not going to wait until the project is done. We can actually drive the right adoption and the right implementation um, on time, uh, uh, online, sorry, when we work with the, with, the, with the partner. So it's two elements, not only making the partner successful, but as well making sure that we know exactly what's happening in all those implementations by project so we can help the partner to really uh, provide the level of, of quality that we, that we expect and the customer is expecting. So I think that's going to be key as well, looking at those two dimensions and especially uh, looking at the projects is something we haven't done before. Being customer-centric sounds great under normal circumstances, but we're not in normal circumstances now, are we? And, and so everyone listening in here understand that we are recording this podcast at the leading, what we would probably presume to be still the leading edge of the corona crisis. Um, that's going to last for several months, they say, you know, weeks yeah. to months. And even after this passes, we're still going to have a period of unwinding. Um, 
so how is how do we be customer centric in a time when we can't touch our customers? Yeah, I mean, uh, number one, uh, I mean, the situation is evolving every day, but uh, we have seen already that some of the countries, um, I mean, uh, even in, in Asia, now starting as well in Europe, and I think that's going to expand as well very rapidly to other countries, they're taking measures, right, and they're uh, basically ensuring that people don't socialize with each other, right, they don't go out to the streets and so on, um, don't go to the office. If you look at, I mean, the impact uh, at our customers and our partners, right, that basically means that, uh, I mean, projects that were done before uh, with actually consultants on site, right, um, have to be stopped, right? People cannot travel there anymore. Um, I mean, many meetings that they, they were doing, I mean, on site will not happen anymore. And some of the businesses, like, for example, banks, right, will have to change as well the way they, they look at, um, at, making, at doing business, right? Uh, retailers, the same. So I think... Um, Again, right, I think we are in a bad situation right now. Um, I was as well shocked because, I mean, you see how things are evolving and they're evolving so rapidly, right? Um, but I think, I mean, the first thing is uh, make sure that we are all safe, that we all go through this, take care of ourselves and the families. And once this is over, which it will be over, there is going to be always a, a spring after the winter. And, uh, and I think when spring comes, uh, hopefully in, in a couple of, uh, I mean, weeks or months, uh, max, right, we can learn from this, right? And I think one of the learnings is that, uh, especially for our customers and partners as well, uh, we talked, right, in, 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 in many, many, uh, for many, many months and years about digitalization, right? I think the reality is that we are not enough uh, digitalized, right? So I think we need to, to, be, to make an effort to really transform as customers and as partners, the way we interact, the way we do our businesses. And I think we have learned a big lesson now. If we are not uh, digitalized, then we rely really on being on the street and on people, right? And this, this uh, I mean, pandemic situation can happen again, right? And I think we need to be prepared. And I think this is uh, for customers and partners really to think we need really to go uh, much faster into digitalization. It's something serious. And I think it could help us as well to uh, get out of the, of the crisis very, very quickly. Then uh, probably the other uh, area, right? Um, I mean, if you look at supply chains, right? That's uh, an area where SAP is as well very successful, right? And I think we, we need to help us all our customers to really go back to supply chain, right? I mean, we, I think that was a topic that was discussed probably in the 80s and in the 90s. It was sexy back then, but now everybody's talking about, um, I mean, other areas of the business, right? Like the, uh, in sales and marketing and so on. I think we cannot underestimate how important supply chain is, right? And that's where SAP as well is, has a very strong um, offering. Um, and then again, looking at our customers and, and the value chains, right, and making sure that we support them as well in getting better. I think uh, we have a big opportunity there for SAP, uh, for the customers as well, and for the partners, right? Uh, I mean, to your question as well about working remotely, again, I think it's going to be as well a lesson learned, right? Both from a personal perspective, right? I mean, spending as well back time with the family at home and, um, and then, re I mean, engaging with customers and with partners remotely. But I think, again, it's uh, something we'll go over and they will give us uh, some lessons that we will have learned uh, through this situation. And I think it's, uh, we need more digitalization. We need to be used as well and prepared for those kind of scenarios that could happen as well in the future. And, and that for me is really being ready to work from home, uh, to work remotely, to do projects as well remotely and then be proper digitalized from a, a business perspective to depend less from having really shops in the streets, right? Or, or businesses in the streets that depend really on people and really look at, looking more at the digitalization. Uh, I think that will really be the, the lessons learned out, out of this situation. Yeah. A lot of people are already anticipating that 
this will change a lot of things. And I, and I try not to get too much into that conversation because it's hard to say that, and it's hard to justify saying this changes everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a high potential that this is going to cause a lot of us to reevaluate priorities and the things that, in our structures and our operations. But it, it also sounds just based on what you just said that there's a potential here that the 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 lesson, one of the lessons that come out of this, not only is not only is to have more digitalization, but also to everyone embrace this customer centric and solution-based outcome uh, type of, of metric rather than thinking about this always as transactional dollars and cents. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think in a situation like this, I mean, really looking at the customer success as a metric, right, that changes the, the approach of many companies from just being or wanting to transact more with that customer that is probably in a bad position. But really, I mean, from an empathy point of view, understanding what's really the issue of those of this customer and, and wanting to help. I think what I've seen as well in SAP in the last couple of days is a lot of organizations internally really looking at how can they help the customers with tools, with the promotions, with initiatives. So I think that's something that I really sense very strongly at SAP. And, and by the way, we are looking as well at what can we do for our partners, right? We understand as well that our partners are facing the same situation, right? And if there is anything we can do uh, to be as well partner-centric and really help our partners uh, to go through this crisis, we'll make sure that we implement that as well. So we'll be probably hearing very soon in, in some measures that we're taking, uh, we're launching to the market to support our partners as well through this uh, tough transition. Yeah. Well, Carl, one last question for you is that, you know, I, I think you, you said it well, is, you know, the, following every winter, there's a spring. And, and I believe that too. This is this is episodic and maybe a long episode that we're going to live through. But there will be there is another side to this. And that side will be will be back will be better. It may not be the same normal, but it will be better. Do you see a, a, a an error in judgment by companies that may slow down during this period? Do you think that this is also a time where we cannot? Whether you're uh, a technology company like SAP or your one of your partners that we have to maintain some level of, of operational continuity to prepare for that spring when it does come in a few months. Definitely. I think we need to, number one, we, we need to show continuity to continue to help our customers today in this tough situation. And then on top of that, we need to start now thinking of what's next, right? How will the future look like uh, when we get uh, or go outside again from our homes, right? We are locked these days. So once we go out, how will the world look like, right? And, and how can we continue to help our customers to be, to be better? I think if you look at the, many of those crises, um, I think many companies were able as well to capitalize on them, right? And, and, and go out of them stronger. One of them is SAP. So I've seen SAP, I've been I mean, a long time employee, so I've probably lived the, the end of the dot-com um, uh, bubble, right? Um, so there was a crisis for SAP. Then obviously 2008, right? And I think if, if you're resilient as a company as well, and you don't just stop, but you continue and you believe that the future will be brighter on the other side once you go through, um, of course, there is a moment of shock, right? I mean, I was passing my shock uh, as well myself in the last couple of days. And you say, well, what's going on? I don't understand anything. But then you realize that, again, there are opportunities, opportunities there. And I think we need to use this time to really uh, 
get out of this crisis better, right? From a personal perspective, I think from a, as a, from a person perspective and, and looking at the way we live our lives, I think it's going to be a big learning as well. But as well from a business perspective and a professional perspective, right? I mean, take time to think, take time to I mean, observe, uh, take time as well to try to find uh, some of the reasons why we are in this situation and what can we do better in the next, uh, when we go out of it, right, in the next uh, phase. I think it's, uh, again, an opportunity as well for growth. So we, we need to leverage that for sure. So don't, don't stop, continue, because, uh, I mean, we need every business out there and we need everyone's help to get out of this and be better prepared for the, for the future. Absolutely. And Carl, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Larry. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have for this edition of Pod 2112. I want to thank our guest, Carl Farbach, the Chief Partner Officer at SAP, for joining us. And I want to thank all of you for joining us in Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group. 2112 is a leading provider of research, strategy development, and enablement services for B2B technology companies and manufacturing companies around the world. For more information about how 2112 can help your business, visit our website at the2112group.com. Also, check out Channelnomics, 2112's news and analyst site that provides the best insights into business practices and market trends. Now, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to Pod 2112. You don't want to miss a single conversation with the thought leaders and executives shaping the world around us. You can subscribe to Pod 2112 on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Thanks again for listening to Pod 2112. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh. Yeah.